This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt. Dallas Scott was insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by Brian Broadus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m., Monday through Friday. Uh, that's central time for you if you want to catch it on the Odyssey app. Uh, and he is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Brian, happy new year. How did uh, how did you bring in 2023? Uh, I was actually, and by the way, happy new year to you as well. Thanks, sir. I was uh, I was actually watching college football tape. Oh, you were you were, you were I, still. Yeah. How deep are you in players now? Uh, Fifty is what I've got. Very good, and yeah, still, my, still, still, way, a big, still a big Bijan Robinson fan. Love Bijan Robinson, I do. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, so far, uh, I've seen quite a few defensive ends. I've seen quite a few corners. I've seen more than my share of running backs. When you mentioned about Bijan Robinson and stuff, uh, I've seen some really good one technique, nose tackle kind of guys. Uh, so this will be a, a pretty interesting draft. The quarterbacks I all saw very early, um, you know, pre uh, playoff games and stuff like that. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, great job by those kids. Uh, you know, can't say enough about Alabama and, Ohio State and you know what they were able to do uh, in that football game uh, those playoff games the other day so uh, if I if I said Brian brought us right now on uh, January 2nd 2023 when we record this uh, based off the players you've seen if I made you throw a guess out is that that's the Cowboys pick do you have a name for me Last year, you, last year early on, you were feeling Dax Hill. You you shifted obviously, but but early on, I remember you felt like Dax. Oh Hill no, had- I felt I felt like Dax Hill was going to be that guy. I really, really did. And so you who's, know, your, who's your guy now? Oh man, um, I've got a couple of different guys in mind here. Let's I, say I mean, they, let's say they tr- pick twenty eight. Let's say they end up twenty eight. They're picking twenty eight. Then I'll tell you what. There's, uh, I'm kind of thinking right now because I'm in that mode where I'm. Thinking about a cornerback, and and I'm sure. trying. I'm going through my list. Porter's probably going to be gone. Joey Porter yep. from Penn State is probably going to be gone. So now you're in that mode where you're looking at Cam Smith from South Carolina, who's a really good player. 
I think that uh, Devon Witherspoon of Illinois is a good player. Clark Phillips, really good. Clark Phillips from Utah is a good player. I I I think they're going to have a good shot at one of these guys. I really do. I know a guy. I watched the Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State uh, the other night, and I'll tell you what, man, he's he's six foot. He's one hundred eighty pounds. He looks real thin, but he's willing to tackle. He covers. He's around the ball. I mean, the ball seems to get to him uh, quite a bit. So my guess, my guess it'll be somebody in that. Now, the thing about Forbes, he is for six foot. He is a longer guy when you watch him play. So he'll fall in that mode. Phillips, Witherspoon. I'm going to say it's going to be one of those three guys, if I had to guess. Witherspoon, Phillips, or or uh, Forbes from Mississippi State. That that would be my guess. So there you go. A little uh, early draft show preview. Yeah. Uh, Illinois, Illinois has actually got, I think, like three guys in that secondary that that are, are going to end up being drafted. So they've got a, a good group there. And that's a year after uh, they put Kirby Joseph in the NFL. So Illinois is starting to churn out some good secondary they players. Are. They sure are. Uh, so, Brian, let's uh, we, we haven't had a chance to talk since the Tennessee game. Obviously, there's been uh, holidays and, and other things going on. Um, so uh, Cowboys win this one 27 to 13 over the Titans. It's not always pretty. Um, there, there was a, a quick scare when it appeared Dak Prescott had hurt his knee before the end of half. Uh, he had a couple turnovers. Tyler Biotish, we know, uh, was hurt. We'll, we'll dive into all of these sorts of things. But ultimately, Cowboys get the job done. And the Eagles lose on Sunday, play one of the worst games of the season, probably their worst game of the season, period. Uh, and uh, now Dallas is alive in this. It, it's still uh, an oh, outside imagine that. shot. It's imagine still an that. outside shot, but but you need uh, you need the Giants to give you some help, and you need uh, the Cowboys to ultimately beat the Commanders. And then if you want the one seed, you're also going to need Arizona to do you a favor and beat San Francisco next week. Um, but before we get into some of that playoff discussion, Brian, uh, what were some of your your big takeaways from the Tennessee game? Tennessee wasn't going to let you run the football. Uh, that was clear. When you tried to run the football, your sustain at the point of attack wasn't good enough. When you tried to run the football and get guys to second level, you had problems doing that. Uh, when you were able to secure down linemen and get guys up in the second level, you saw the runs like Davis had where it went for 20-some-odd yards, you know, or Zeke had a run for six or seven yards. So, yeah, it was it was not the cleanest most well-blocked game up front. They're still having some issues, I think, with Zach Martin and Tyron Smith working together on that right side. Uh, they're trying to figure all that out. The combination blocks, the scoop blocks, the reach blocks, those are all things that they're having to go through. Uh, Martin worked with uh, Terrence Steele. They were really, really good at doing that. And now you're starting to see they're having to kind of start over on that right side. But Tennessee, regardless of no Jeffrey Simmons, and if you don't secure blocks up front and you don't get blockers to the second level to get linebackers, I don't care who's playing across from you, you're not going to run the ball. And they struggled with that. They struggled with they struggled with uh with uh, with Biotish. they struggled with uh uh McGovern. You know, that that was not they they just could not get any type of traction or cohesiveness. What am I trying to say? Cohesion. Cohesion, Cohesion, yeah. 
between the alignment. There's that they lack that cohesion that we've seen for them before. But uh, you know, I I'll tell you, I it, it was Tennessee wasn't gonna let you run the ball. But no, you could throw the ball on them though. You know, they 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 were they were ripe to be thrown on. And you know, Dak was able to do that with some uh, some good success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like when we were going to come out of this game, there wasn't going to be a whole lot we were necessarily going to be able to take from it, good or bad. Um, you, you could have taken bad from it, I guess, if they lost um, or if Dak did something like threw five interceptions and just like was not seeing defenders like that could have been a something we could have taken from this. But either good or bad, was there anything about this game, Brian, that, that you felt, hey, this is at least something that we can build on or something that we can work on that's indicative of, of anything serious? Or do you think this is just almost essentially a preseason game and, and you can't make broad sweeping uh, generalizations about it? It was another opportunity for Damone Clark to play linebacker uh, and get those reps and have to, well, I thought. Yeah, and get those reps and allow him to learn a little bit more about playing coverage and learning how to – uh, to fill in the running game and where he needs to be. It was another opportunity for uh, for Wright at corner uh, to get more work, uh, get more reps. He needs every rep he could get over there. Him finishing with an interception like that, I think is a really a nice confidence builder for him. Uh, it was good to see T.Y. Hilton incorporate more into the offense. Yeah, uh, It was good to see that even though the offensive line, they lost their center, they were able to make adjustments by moving guys in different spots, and the offense didn't completely fall apart. So those are the, the positives that I take away from uh, from this football game. Uh, you mentioned Tyler Biotish there. Um, let's, let's touch on that really quickly. Uh, it sounds as if they've dodged a bit of a bullet. He's, he's not going to play this week against Washington. Um, but he had uh, been on the sideline with a boot. Um, in the immediate aftermath of the game, it sounded like Dak was pretty optimistic about him. Um, Steven has sounded optimistic since. Uh, Jerry, I believe, was as well, and, and, and it sounds like we're getting some positivity there. Uh, but overall, you, you think we, we ultimately dodged a bullet with the uh, Tyler Biotish injury, or is this something that may linger? The report I got from my guys over there was that that Biotish, it is going to be really tight to get him back for the playoffs. It's going to be tight. And he's extremely tough. The problem that you worry about when you have high ankle sprains and you're an offensive lineman is when you have to play with power and you get bull rushed. That is a difficult thing to have to deal with that is a concern of theirs so word I got was going to be really close and tight in order to get him back they love his toughness they love everything about the work ethic they think he could come back but 
just that's one that we're going to have to monitor every single day. I think it would help the Cowboys uh, if, okay, somehow, I don't know what the seeding's going to be. We'll see what happens. I'll say sure. this. I'll say this if they're the fifth seed. I'll say this if they're the fifth seed. There's a chance that they'll have to play on Monday night football against the Buccaneers in that on that wild card weekend. They won't make them play Saturday, Sunday. They'll make them play Monday night, four versus five in Tampa. If Dallas stays the fifth seed. And if that's the case, then you get one more day of treatment, rehab, rest to try and get him uh, to that football game. If, in fact, the whispers that I'm hearing uh, are actually going to come true. Now, when you you talk about how difficult that is to play with power with the ankle, is it more of a function, you think, of being able to, like, anchor against a bull rush? That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. You pass set, and then you're playing against Vita Vea, who just will take you straight to the quarterback. Or one of those big inside defensive tackles take you straight to the quarterback. That's the issues you run into. So that's uh, that's what you're up against for the next couple of weeks. It's going to be an aggressive rehab, but it's going to be close. Now let's let's operate under the assumption it's it's not going to go as positively as everybody says, and that there is no Tyler Biotish. First off, let, let me get your thoughts. How did Jason Peters play at left tackle? How did everybody play with the shift down the line? Peters at left tackle, Tyler Smith at left guard, and Connor McGovern at center. Yeah, it was, I think that if when you look at Jason Peters playing, I think was was good. I don't think there was any real issues with him. Uh, we've kind of seen him come and go. I think that if as long as they throw the ball, he's always going to be a much better player. The pass that they threw to Schultz in the corner of the end zone for the touchdown, outstanding edge block by Peters to kind of solidify things over there so they could get the ball out. Um, Mm -hmm. That was fine. Tyler Smith at guard, probably not as good as he was at tackle. Uh, There was a little bit of when Tyler Smith gets in trouble, base gets narrow, he gets buckled, he gets broken down a little bit. Happened to him a couple of times there at guard. But there's here's a guy that had to make the shift. So now you're saying, okay, mentally he goes from understanding what the tackles are doing to now having to know what the guard's doing. So a little bit of a, a little bit of an issue there. But he got buckled a couple of times uh inside uh, against the tights. I thought McGovern did a good job. The shotgun snaps were good, the uh the the blocking, the helping, the movement. I thought all those things were uh, adequate as well. So wasn't a huge, huge drop-off. There was a little bit, like I say, a, a little bit of buckling uh, with your left guard when he moved over. Is there, first off, I mean, did it surprise you to see the, those sorts of struggles with him? Did you think the transition would be easier? And do you do you think it's a long-term concern? Or do you think it's just, That's, hey, he was asked to step in in the middle of a game and, and yeah. he should I think I think that I think that he is one of these guys, and I'm not going to say he's not football intelligent or a smart guy. I think he's a guy that needs the full week of practice just to see everything, at least through his his rookie year. I think he needs to see everything and kind of rep it and work through it, and then have an idea. Uh, the things that he struggled with the other day were more physical than they were mental. They were physical. He when 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 he gets when he's bad. Narrow base, too high, 
get thrown, get buckled, get overpowered. Those are things that happen to young linemen during a game. And, you know, until they learn all those, uh, those nuances of how to play. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's asking a lot. It's asking a lot for him to go from left tackle to left guard in a football game with all that uh, in front of him and having to deal with a guy in his nose the whole night or once he was at their guard, as opposed to having a guy that's playing on his shoulder on the outside that he can kind of deal with. There are a few different uh, combinations the Cowboys could roll with here. Um, hopefully you you have Matt Farniak back soon. Uh, let, let's assume. Okay, I know, I know something on this now too. Oh, okay, give on, it to me. On Farniak. Mm-hmm. Farniak is window is going to be activated this week. Okay. Now, is that activation intent to play? I don't know about that. I think that the plan from what I was told all along was this was when he was going to be activated for the window. It just so happens now that they have some some problems at center. So we'll see. Uh, He's ready to practice. We'll see how quickly they can get him ready. We've talked about ramp-up periods and all that before with guys that have been out for a long time. So this might be another one of those, well, he's not quite ready to play, and this is how we're going to do it. So, you know, Dallas has got to put the best five out there because they got to try and find a way to win. You know, that's that's the number one thing right now. So there are a few different things you can do if you do get Farniak back. Um, you can you, – you can – you know, if you if you don't like what you saw from Tyler Smith at guard and you feel more comfortable with him at tackle, you think that's a better way to win. Uh, I mean, you can keep, you know, McGovern and, and Tyler Smith where they're at. Maybe you can roll a, a Farniak or a Brock Hoffman. Um, you could, in, in theory, if you want to, flip Tyler, Tyron Smith back to left tackle if you want. Um, and then, you know, roll with a Josh Ball at right guard, at right tackle. Jason Peters has played some left guard. If you, if you think that Tyler Smith's struggling with left guard, just flip them. There are a few different combinations you can go. What is your – if you were calling this one, how would you prefer to see it? I think if it was me, I like what I've seen from Tyler Smith growing at tackle the last few weeks. I think whatever combination it is, I kind of want to just put Ty, Tyler Smith at left tackle and figure out what combination works best at left guard and center. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, you know, the, the, way they finished, the way they finished the game the other day – it's probably not a bad look, you know, just, I, I know there were some issues, but now with, you know, with Tyler Smith having, I would love to see, I'd love to see Farniak play center McGovern, go back to guard and then Tyler Smith, go back to tackle. I'd love that. But here I'm, I told you about ramp ups and are guys ready and all that. And can you get ready in five, six days? You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that, I think the way they're going to play, is how we saw it. They ended the Tennessee game. That's yep. my guess. That's my guess. Makes a lot of sense. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 